Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Koopalings! Welcome to this week's episode of the Nintendo Shack Podcast, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope release week. Oh my gosh, we are recording a little bit late this week because of me. Yes. Um, I've been having <laughs> some, some unfortunate computer issues. We tried to record the same day that we normally do this week on Friday. Uh, my computer has not been cooperating. I've been getting blue screens of death. Um, I think I know what the issue is. Every time I think I fix it, it doesn't really quite fix it. Um, just to be on the safe side this week, I am recording um, from, from a laptop, from a different computer. So if you're watching, things might look a little bit visually. Uh, if you are listening, should be exactly the same, just coming out on the feed a little bit later. And I apologize about that. But regardless, how are you doing this week, Garrett? I'm doing just fine. Remember, it's not your fault. It is your computer. It's my computer's fault. <laughs> you, you can't I feel predict like just, this stuff. You can't. Like, and I was just telling you before we started recording that technology is so frustrating because, like, I didn't even change anything. I didn't download anything mm -hmm. sketchy. I didn't change any settings. Like, it just woke up and one day decided to like hate me. So just like, oh, okay, you're just gonna die on us. And yep. drivers are wonderful. You know. <laughs> That's what I think it is. I think it is a driver issue because that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. like all my programs and stuff, all of my peripherals um, just auto update usually. So maybe something happened in the background that I mm -hmm. just didn't know about and just it wasn't compatible with my computer's life. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it'll just it randomly weird. throttle your PC in weird ways and then yeah, you, you just won't know. It would be nice to know where the problem was so I could fix it, but True. technology does not always want to tell you that. But yeah, regardless, that's true. Regardless. Um, regardless. Besides that, I, I had a really good week this past week. Um, the Phillies are in the playoffs. They are um, playoffs. Nice. They are. Yeah, they could be going to the World Series today. They're playing the game that could let them go to the World Series. Wow. They're losing right now, but you know what? They who are they, they come facing? Back and win. Um, they um, they're playing the Padres right now, and they okay. are leading the series three to one. So this could be the game. Okay. They will probably um, play against the Astros for the World Series because the Astros oh, are winning against the Yankees uh, in the series three to zero. They're undefeated in the playoffs. Wow, that's kind of so, crazy. Okay. Yeah. So this could be this could Baseball. be our year, Garrett. All I know is Texas Rangers because I, I just know all the sports teams around the Dallas area. That's pretty yeah. much my sports. Well, knowledge. the Astros <laughs> are from Houston. Is that? Yes. That's, that's Texas, right? Texas is a <laughs> I know it's net. huge. Let me it's tell huge. you. I know. <laughs> you can drive from one place to the other. I think it would be like a 12 or 13 hour drive from going okay. from one corner to the next. Yeah. So you have it, no it, allegiance at all to the Astros if we face them in the World Series. No, I I, I would not care at all. You would root for know. the Phillies though, right? Sure. Yeah. I was I was probably geographically closer to the Phillies when I was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Or about the same <laughs> where I grew up in Dallas, Texas. That's probably so, true. Not about so, five sure. and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with Phillies on this one. Awesome. And then besides that, Taylor Swift, I went on about this when we started recording the first time. I'll keep it shorter this time. She came out with her new album, Midnight. Y'all should go listen to it. Um, go stream it I've on listened Spotify, to two songs. Apple Music. What do you think? Which ones did you listen to? I, I don't know. We were we were just listening a playlist of songs mm -hmm. and a couple of them popped up, but they were pretty okay. good. I like Antihero. Like Do you listen to Antihero? I think so. I'm the problem. I it's me. That. The one that I sent you the TikTok. Yeah. Where, yeah like, the one that... song about climate change. <laughs> it was wonderful. That, that was perfectly fitting <laughs> uh, with that song. Yes. If um, you remember about 10 years ago, there was like a meme going around when everybody was saying that Taylor Swift was like the serial dater who like, you know, all these failed relationships. Yep. People said, well, she should write a song that says, maybe I'm the problem. Well, now she has. She said, I'm the problem. It's maybe me. I'm the problem. Yeah. yeah. I it's a good song. Everyone every should other, go listen. Every other song's about this cute boy who's tall and uh, mm -hmm. wants to date, but you can't really date him and, and just all sorts of issues. Go on. I remember those days. Those were good days, though. It's nostalgia. <laughs> 
Yeah, her that's what we all thought good. in high school, you know, about relationships like that. Well, that's so. the thing. Who could blame a teenager yeah. for writing songs about like heartbreak and failed relationships and wanting a boy? Yeah. Like we were all there. We, we were all talking about, you know, relationships in high school. That was our life, our bubble. And I feel and like then, I've grown with Taylor Swift because she's only a few mm. years older than us. She's like young yeah, 30s. Um, and uh, I don't know. Her music is very timeless. Yeah cool but anyway um still just playing splatoon for me um good yeah i'll, I'll never do be you play like every day or every other i play day every or... day yeah wow cool even if it's just like a couple matches like i'll do like True. a couple ranked matches i'll do um some i don't do like the table turf every day but i'm still on that grind to the to maxing out my still level on, on that grind wow i yeah. haven't touched splatoon 3 since i've gone back i should really touch it like mm -hmm. a little bit more I want There's to beat like the rumors campaign of that, that see, like all the data mines, and I think they actually. Oh yeah, beat the campaign. It's it's pretty easy, mm -hmm. and then the data mine. And I think they actually did announce this before the game released that Big Run is like a new Salmon Run mode that's coming, and everyone keeps speculating Ooh, cool. like when they're gonna add that to the game. It's like basically just um, Salmon Run on the regular multiplayer maps, uh, mm -hmm. but that's I think besides the next Splatfest, that's cool. what people are excited about. Yeah, no, I would be down with that. I would need mm -hmm. friends to play with on Salmon Run. I'll play with you. Okay, cool. That sounds great. And then, of <laughs> course, Splatfest is coming up with mm -hmm. different types. Um, so that'll be fun. I'll, I'll definitely get back into it. Good. Um, There's plenty. It'll be supported for two yeah. years. You have plenty of time if you're not playing it all the time. I mean, Splatoon 2 was supported for like five years. So, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'm sure they'll support this yeah. um, until the next one. Until yep. Splatoon 4. Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Um, what have but you been up to? I, yeah, I want to keep it very brief too, since I know a lot of people out there listened to it last time. But I did beat Xenoblade Chronicles three. Heck yeah! Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite, I think, game video game stories, like top five uh, in my head right now. It, it may change depending on my mood, but mm -hmm. it really does hit a lot of um, kind of societal like relationship changes and elements that you don't see in a video game that much i only see it like maybe in the last of us and some maybe some other emotional games um but this one just it covers the whole thing it's like what's wrong with society here it is mm -hmm. and i'm like wow this is pretty deep and then of course friendship and relationships betrayal motivations i like the villain in this one a lot it's very ambiguous but also very true um okay. I can understand where that villain was coming from. Um, the ending made me an emotional wreck. Like I was just, oh, I didn't know what to do with myself. That's a that, sign so. of a really good game. Yeah. It hits all the topics that you're talking about yeah. and an emotional ending, really good characters. Yeah. So I love the story and the world building. Uh, the game mechanics itself, I'm not the biggest fan compared to other people, but I think people know that about me. It's just how the game is. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to, uh, get into details or anything but if you guys are interested in a big chunky emotional jrpg story xenoblade chronicles 3 is probably a big one for you to to check out especially yeah being do on you think Switch. it will be in the conversation for the game awards game of the year i think so i think at least one category um i don't think it's what gonna about be like the broad category. category you don't think it'll get nominated for game of the year i don't think so i think it, there is a barrier of entry into these series. Um, people like a lot of people are not going to be familiar with the series. True. It's it's even RPG fans are not like not one hundred percent of them are familiar with the series. So I don't think it's going to be in their minds. But I think for the fans, for the people who are really into it, yeah, I think they're going to try to nominate it and put mm -hmm. up there. I could see it being in one category though, like maybe best JRPG or something like that. Um, it'll be in the nominees for sure. Do you I don't think know it could be win. for? Don't they have like best narrative? Could be, yes. Best if you're narrative saying it's is that strong. Yeah, I I can see it being nominated for that. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. If, I, again, I think the Game Awards is more of a popular contest, so I just don't yeah. think Xenoblade Chronicles Three or the series itself is that popular in order to win something. Mm -hmm. But I can see which it is being a shame because if it's that good stuff. of a game, you know, it deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. Um, really like that game. Um, I haven't gotten back to it. I know there's probably like another, four, oh gosh, 
so many hours you can put into it. I but bet. I think I'm I think I'm okay. Like with JRPGs, I I end them and then I'm, I'm like done. Even with Pokemon, like once I'm beating the game, I know there's like so much more post content stuff. I'm just like, no, this is like I'm on the credits. I'm I feel like I'm done right. with this game. And and I try to go back. It's like eh, it doesn't feel the same. So I just go on to the next game. Anyway. No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, will you play? What will you play next? I won't finish that oh. for you. Okay, well, two other small games. Slay the Spire. I'm still an addict uh, with that. I, I admit it. It's uh, every time I'm not into a big game, this is the game I'll play. This, this is the game I'll always play. And just go through, do some card battles, some rogue runs. It's, uh, yeah, I always play it when I'm watching shows, too, and listening podcasts. This is the game I will play. I heard it's um, a very it, good game and like very easy yeah. to get addicted to it. Yes, it's uh, I, I even for like non card players, this is a very easy game to get into and just get lost in. And it's just endless runs of just card battling and deck building. And if you're into that stuff, it's oh, man, you can just be lost in it in hours. Um, I also been playing a Plague Tale Requiem on Game Pass. It's um, streaming on Nintendo Switch, but I would okay. not play it on Nintendo Switch. Uh, is that the one that wow. just came out? Yes. That that's I got the one points for for the Fantasy Critic League. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It did pretty well. Um, I think it got like 82 or 83 or something okay, like that. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I I like it. I think it's one of the best looking next gen games. Um, for okay. sure. Um, I like the world building of this game. It's it's set in like 1300s in France. Very dark, mm-hmm. very grim. I like how it kind of blends in with all the puzzles with your kind of like your companions, like brother and sister. Did really you play good the first one? So far. I did. I, I played most of it. I didn't beat it, though. And then I left Game Pass, so I didn't mm-hmm. ever go back to it. Um, and but you I feel OK in... going into this one without having finished the first one? Yeah, I, I just went into this one. It seems like, yeah, it, it, bas- it, it is jumping off of the ending of the first one, but I don't feel lost or anything like that. They're okay. they're going on some journey again um Got and it. the rats are back yes the rats so many rats oh gosh it's like <laughs> unbelievably amount of rats like you could not put that amount of rats in, in a PS4. i love rats oh really oh okay mm-hmm. interesting well this is the game for you the rats try to kill you i so, assume you have to uh, kill the rats though which i would not enjoy n- you do well you kind of do but they're not really rats they're like dark ghost energy things like in the form of like rats so. Like the rats in Twilight Princess when you are Wolf Link and you're going through the castle. Oh, wait, no, you didn't play that game. I didn't play that one. No, I'm sorry. You, you, yeah, play you can it keep so that you know what I'm talking play. about. Okay, that sounds good. And there's just a ton of rats in that one. Um, okay. Very dark. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing other than the next big game uh, that I've been getting lost into. Do you want me to just get into it? Yes. Okay, yes, I've been playing Mario plus Rapid Sparks of Hope mm-hmm. ever since Thursday. Um, I'm really enjoying it, yeah. it's uh, I'm about five-ish hours in. Okay. Uh, beat the first uh, big planet open world thing. I'm into the second one now. Um, it's more Mario plus Rabbids. I would say in a, I, I would say it's easier than the first one. Um, I heard it gets harder. It does? Okay. Yeah, I, I that's what I've heard. I've okay. heard there's a bit of a curve. Um, the first one did have a huge curve as well. So I'm interested when that the curve hits for Sparks of Hope because I haven't found it just yet. Um, you start off with six characters, actually. You start off with a Mario, Luigi, Peach, and then the rabbit forms of those. Okay. Um, and that's actually a lot to like take in, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of different weapons and different power-ups to start with. Um, but it... it it kind of eases you into it with the tutorial, very similar to the first one. The main difference, I think, between the first one and this one, it's um, the hub is open world instead of like linear, like you go through certain levels in a linear fashion. It's very you're like in one world and it's very open. You can kind of like go where you want to go. Either mm-hmm. you can do some side battles or you can go to the main objective. Um, and so yeah an example is the first one's like a beach and you kind of 
oh, there's this dark mess energy stuff. Why don't you try to solve, like try to clean up all the dark mess stuff? So that's what you do. Um, I think the battles are pretty similar to the first one. The only big difference is that instead of it being tile-based, it's free roam. And so you click a character and it's more like, oh, you can go this far out distance um, instead of saying this tile out there in certain distance. The cover is still tile-based, which is interesting. But yeah, more free roam. Um, I think, yeah, other than that, it's pretty similar to the first one. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of just like oh you cover and like shoot the other enemies sometimes the levels are like defeat all the enemies sometimes the levels are like okay reach to the other area sometimes it's like defeat these eyeball looking things okay. and you, make sure you go for the objective because if you just try to like like just destroy all the enemies instead of hitting all the eyeballs they overpower you like uh -huh. you've got to go for the objective in order to like get through the level got so it. Yeah, that's that's first and foremost. Um, I did get the new one of the newer characters into my party. It's like this. Um, I forgot his name. I think it's like Blade or something like that. Um, he's a cool looking rabbit, not based off of any character. Oh, um, OK. Oh, I didn't realize that there were like original characters, too. Yeah, they're doing a little bit more originality with their rabbit characters. Edge says in chat. Edge. Edge. That's it, Edge. Yes, and he he's totally ripping off from like Cloud from Final Fantasy VII because he has oh, this huge blade. Yeah, and he looks super cool. He tries to be super cool, and he doesn't want to be a rabbit. I could tell. He's like, just call me Edge, not okay. not Rabbit Edge or anything like that. So, yeah, some cool personalities. Um, cool. Yeah, overall, I'm enjoying it so much. A lot more yeah. shorter battles going on compared to the first one. First one's like. Here's this battle. Do it for 45 minutes. This one's like, okay, you're getting into these small battles that may take like two minutes because you kind of like, it's just like two enemies or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then there's some just bigger levels kind of sprinkled out. So a lot more variety in that sense. But yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. I'm yeah. glad because I feel like a lot of the time sequels can either really build on a concept or just not live up to what the first game was. And it feels like mm -hmm. it's the first one as a former um it's yes. sitting at an 86 uh metacritic and open critic score right now so it's doing pretty well with reviewers um a lot of the common themes uh in the critic reviews people said it was a major leap forward like you were saying for you know it's building off of that original concept uh it's a bit more mm -hmm. complex and complete experience than the mm. original um they said as far as the narrative that it's charming though pretty uneventful um but regardless it's one of the best mario spinoffs which is yeah, big, it is pretty big praise. I I agree with most of that so far. I wouldn't say it's more complex. Um, we'll see how it goes in the middle of the game, but um, I I think uh, yeah, it, it's definitely. I can feel the Ubisoft um, atmosphere behind this game, and what I mean by that's like, okay, you beat the level, battle clear. Here's your objective coin. Here's you you cleared all this stuff up and it's just bunch of just animations going on your screen congratulations you can do the next side thing and i'm like yeah this is a ubisoft game i could tell mm -hmm. um from the first one um i i feel like it's easier also i want to mention the sparks that's the another big novelty behind this so the sparks okay. are the little stars right oh yeah, yeah um they're mixed between the stars and the rabbits together and they there's a lot of them actually so and and each of them have their own special ability depending on like if it's a dash like it enhances your dash moves or enhances your um battling uh like shooting or whatever sometimes there's like a shockwave so there's a lot going on with the sparks i don't feel like putting them in combination with a character does much more with the character itself um it, it has just his own like power up in a way okay. you kind of just like kind of just pick whatever and you just go for it it may I depend think I didn't on really understand that concept when they were showing it during the trailers like how that would work yeah but it's it, it feels good yeah it's just like a power-up thing so imagine the star has okay once you activate it for this character it'll, it'll put water damage to your gun and so that water damage may be weak to a certain character or enemy in the in the battle so you can like pair it up like that if you want um, but I did not find myself having a wrong combination of loadouts and characters and sparks. Every time mm -hmm. I get into it, I'm just like, okay, let me just try this out. 
let me just try the, these. Th it's normally you play two or three characters uh, into a battle, and then you can pair up a spark with that character. And I've never found myself struggling uh, with a level with a wrong combination. So okay, yeah. But it's not. You, do you feel like it's too easy, or is it just right? Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, for I, I, put on the, I think you can change the difficulty, right? Yeah, I have it on yeah. average difficulty right now. You could okay. definitely make it harder if you want it or, or very relaxed. Um, right. Yeah. For me, it, I, I feel like if uh, like a non-tactical person, I like between the two games, I would say Sparks of Hope would be the game to go to. I think it's okay. easier than the first one so far. Maybe they um, took we'll some see. feedback if people were saying, oh, you know, I'm completely new to this genre. It's so hard. Maybe they um, made it mm -hmm. made it a little bit, you know, better leveling for easy, medium, mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a very good experience so far. I'm really good. enjoying it. I'm glad. I know that was that's a yeah. very anticipated game for you. I'm very excited yeah. to uh, to hear how the rest of it goes. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll probably beat it in like two or three weeks, and then we got Pokemon coming up here. Mm -hmm. It's it's coming up. That's quick. coming fast. That's about a month away. Oof, Less than that. Less than uh, that now. Then I got um, Triangle Strategy and and uh, the Fire Emblem Three Hopes th mm -hmm. before the end of the year, and then we mm -hmm. got Game of the Year conversa conversation mm -hmm. coming up. It's going to be a good end of the year wow. for us for sure. I actually took it out of the notes, but um, just you know, a quick little shout that the uh, previews for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, came mm -hmm. out this past week, where a lot of the major outlets were able to play the first hour wow. of the game, and um, the preview responses were generally positive. People um, were saying that this is you know. A step in the right direction for Pokemon. A um, mm -hmm. lot of really good things. They were talking about how there are a lot of performance hiccups that they experienced, oh, um, no. but also noted that they were playing an earlier um, developmental build of it. So, okay. I mean, may maybe they'll fix that. <laughs> you know how Game Freak might not always, um, you know, go back and fix a lot of those things, but we can't judge it until you know, it's actually released. Yeah, I wonder how they define so performance hiccups. I think um, uh, the a lot of the things that we had talked about in Legends Arceus, like the frame okay. rate, the draw so distance, um, low texture, um, um, low res textures, like pop-ins and things like that. So we'll I don't think see. it's going to matter too much. I don't think so. Like, I mean, yeah. as, I, I want those things to all run smoothly, but also I feel like you don't need that strong of a performance in a pokemon game like it's a a slower turn-based mm -hmm. rpg like if there's framework drops okay it's annoying but like unless it's really bad i don't really care yeah yeah no i agree it's mm -hmm. uh i i well we get what we get with switch hardware and in, in pokemon games these days so that's yeah, true just, we've learned to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> i guess um, so yeah yeah <laughs> A big story that took place over this past week. So it kind of started a week ago and developed yeah. throughout the entire week. Um, was all this drama about Bayonetta three, specifically uh, some stuff with the former voice actress uh, Helena mm -hmm. Taylor. She was the voice, the English voice actress of Bayonetta one and two. I'll give a quick summary of everything that went down. Uh, I know that we had some questions in about it, um, and you know we'll just kind of briefly go over it all. Um, just because it has been the talk of the town and it's kind of, I think, come to an end, but who knows, who knows? Um, so last week on Saturday, Helena Taylor uh, was speaking out on why she did not return for Bayonetta 3 because there's a new voice actress. She said that she was ultimately offered $4,000 as a flat rate after negotiating with the creator of the series, Hideki Kamiya uh, himself, and she thought this was too little for her talent and her commitment to the character and the fans. So she uh, mentioned that the Bayonetta franchise has made $450 million before merchandise. She ended her video, she posted all these videos to Twitter explaining all of this, and she ultimately asked fans to boycott the game. And a lot of people were rallying about that, like only $4,000, that doesn't seem like it's a lot. Um, you know, she's the voice of Bayonetta. So then the next day, Camille, kind of went off the deep end on Twitter a little bit. Um, he tweeted, and English isn't his first language, but he tweeted in English, sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth. 
Um, he all ended up getting his Twitter account restricted from blocking too many people too quickly, which is kind of a Kamiya thing to do. He blocks anyone who responds to him in English. But I guess he did it a little bit too much on Sunday. He deleted his Twitter account overnight and then came back the next day with a, more tweets that didn't make any sense. Of course. On Monday, <laughs> on Monday, the current voice actress of Bayonetta, Jennifer Hale, you might know her from the Mass Effect series. She played Commander Shepard. Um, she released a very neutral statement. It was very classy. She was supporting every actor's rights to be paid well. Um, she did note that she is under an NDA. She's not under uh, at liberty to speak about the situation any further. Fair. Tuesday, <laughs> the outlook, uh, outlet Bloomberg released a report claiming that two sources close to Platinum, this is Jason Schreier, by the way, from Bloomberg, um, mm -hmm. uh, two sources close to Platinum, but was not Platinum themselves, uh, say that Helena Taylor was offered three to $4,000 per session of recording mm -hmm. for at least five sessions, and that Taylor had asked for a six-figure fee and residuals. Taylor denied that report, said it's not true. Hmm. Finally, on Friday, Platinum themselves released a statement giving full support to Jennifer Hale, asking for people to refrain from further comments that would disrespect her or other contributors to the series. That's hmm. a lot. That was a lot that happened over the course of the week. The yeah. narrative flip-flopped. Um, very extreme, I think, on Twitter, people's opinions of it after this yeah. Bloomberg report came out. Um, Matt had written in and asked us, very curious to hear all of your opinions on the Bayonetta 3 voice actress fiasco from the initial $4,000 offer story to the alleged high, higher $15,000 offer. Should the lead voice actress of a successful Nintendo published franchise who ended up in Smash be paid more than these values? Hmm. Wow. Yeah, oh, that's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I've been following the story. Of course, everyone's been following the story. If you're ever, you know, familiar and get into Twitter at all, it's it was all over and, and people had opinions all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, my first thought when I saw the video and the tweet and then the value, uh, I think my my first gut instinct was that's low. That's mm -hmm. a low ball. Um, that was my gut instinct. Now, what I thought after that was, okay, why was it this low? Or is there any, like, I wouldn't say any, like, lie to it. But what, what, like, what's the details? Because there should I be more know. to the story. Why was it that number? Right? Yeah, I, I just didn't know. I truly mm -hmm. don't know what the average is for voice acting. I don't mm -hmm. know what's the landscape behind it or the business. I don't know how much time they put into it. Mm -hmm. So I, I I truly just I was like, OK, that's a low ball. I'll, hands off. Like, I just mm -hmm. don't know what to say about it. So I'll just keep like, we'll see how this goes. And then I saw a lot of people, you know, out there. It's like, of course, they're going to boycott it because of this kind of outlandish um, kind of offer uh, from the developers. That's your prerogative. I'm, you know, no ill will. If you want to boycott it, that's like, that's your opinion. That's, that's great for you. Um, but when I see this kind of argument between her and then with platinum and like, what's the actual value? This is where it gets a little muddy. I just didn't, I, I, I don't know did Helena Taylor like lie or just like, I, I don't know what to think about it anymore when mm -hmm. platinum says a totally different thing mm -hmm. now. Okay. Granted $15,000. Um, I would still say that's low, but that's just me looking at the number. I just don't know when mm -hmm. I compare it to others. And then when I, you know, when I read a little bit more on Twitter, it's like, you know, that's kind of average, um, kind of pay for, three or to five sessions for a triple well triple a developed published uh video game well, I, mean, I was like okay yeah, i think we were surprised that that's yeah. considered to be high at fifteen thousand dollars or that four thousand yes. dollars was considered average yeah so again i just don't know how much practice how much time goes in because i think that that matters i think um when looking at the offers here with voice acting like four thousand dollars i'm like okay that's that's a one month work 
I think in my head. It's like mm-hmm. on average, a salary, I'm just thinking where I live and whatever. It's like that. that is a one month um, mm-hmm. kind of pay uh, to me in my eyes. Uh, 15000 would be three months-ish, three to four months. So that I don't know if that's liar, uh, low or high for voice acting. So um, it was a little bit weird just to see the situation unfold. Um, it looks like... And like, you know, end of the day, if you want to support uh, Helena Taylor based off of this kind of fiasco, go for it. I just that that's your opinion and that's wherever you want to take it. And but I don't think people should be kind of kind of bullied into not buying this game because a lot of people are really excited for this one. Um, And so I I just think it's for sure this game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, okay, Platinum Games in general, and of course, Hideki Kamiya, he's always been a character, always been a prick in in social media. Um, I don't, (laughs) Platinum Games has always been a hit or miss with me, so Mm -hmm. I take each game, like, wait for reviews, including Bayonetta, just because they've been on the last, like, strings here, especially with their latest game, Babylon's Fall, being downright awful um was it bad they all, no. yeah they're the only other games that they're really good as really the near series and then bayonetta those are like yeah. the, the two big ones i could think of and um, i see a lot of people yeah. talking about in chat like yes it's three thousand dollars a day that's you know a lot in the grand scheme of things but also they are not going to be working every day when you're a voice actor you go from gig to gig like it's not you know, she might have that job and then not get another gig for months from now. She might have to. I mean, to be fair, and I I didn't include this in the notes. Um, Helena Taylor was saying that she is um, facing homelessness. She can't make her car payments. She was mm. breaking NDA by coming out and saying all of these things. Um, so there was a lot at stake for her to come out and say this, that she, you know, is risking a lot. She's risking future employment that, you know, who would want to hire her after speaking out and breaking NDA like that? Um, that's yeah. not a good look for her for sure. So I feel like I don't think she was straight up lying because she put a lot on the line to come out with this. Uh, but I think there is more to the story that, that we still don't know because of course, platinum games is going to want to protect themselves. Um, these sources and that are coming out, I'm personally surprised that people flipped so quickly to like totally believe her to totally believe these anonymous sources that aren't even people who are at platinum games um i know that bloomberg is reputable they do get a lot of you know scoops Mm. and stories and you know they work very hard to maintain a you know a reputation um but i don't know how you can be so quick to completely dismiss her and completely defend platinum games for that report and for coming out with their very neutral statement i think it's a very he said she said there's probably truth in both sides there's probably untruth in both sides um, I, I don't know. I think we are surprised, though, ultimately, that the that voice actors, because a lot of voice actors did come out and say, like, what they thought, like, oh, yes, that's, you know, $4,000 would be on kind of, you know, the, the average or higher range of what we're asking, of what we normally make. I mean, mm-hmm. who's who's the voice in, like, who plays Joel in The Last of Us? Is that, um, what the heck is his uh, name? Is that Troy Baker? Troy Baker, yeah. Like, who knows how much he makes, but I would have expected somebody who, you know, who is the lead voice actress on the third outing of a successful game to not just be making a little bit more, but um, that they would want to keep her around. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There, it could be the truth that she asked for a ridiculous amount and they, you know, didn't want to keep her. But I don't know why she would go out on, you know, and risk so much with so many I don't know with with her version of it if there wasn't some kind of truth to it. Yeah, but I think part I, of the story yeah. that we don't know. Yeah, I I just I I I don't know what to make of it too much uh, other than I I don't care for people wanting to get this game or not because of this voice oh, acting I agree. reason. Yeah, I agree. Um, so she she did what she needed to do in her mind. That's great. Um, I'm sure she's I, I don't think any publisher or um, developer would trust even like working with her now 
I think she's no, kind of done is, with it. Yeah, that's you know. crazy that she would give all of that up if there wasn't some kind of truth to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if we'll ever know. But I think that uh, I think that that's, I'm just surprised yeah. that a lot of people are so quickly taking Platinum's side for anonymous yeah. support. <laughs> well, yeah, it. Yeah, I I think it's not just Bloomberg though. There's multiple sources that confirm that as well. So there's at least two other outlets um, that corroborated with Bloomberg, and they're all separate sources. Um, that they so there's they're all anonymous I, I think, sources, right? Yeah, they I think they're put on background because they cannot break NDA. I yeah, I understand that. Um, but I think Jason Schreier at so. least. I I don't know about the other reports, but. Uh, Jason Trier mm -hmm. of Bloomberg did say that um, his sources were not employees of Platinum Games. Okay. Okay. But still, they probably saying some stuff like that is probably, um, yeah, they'll put on background. They're anonymous because they don't want to risk their true, jobs true, true. or anything like that. Anyways, guys, go go buy Bayonetta 3 if you want. That's that's all I can. <laughs> like, yep. I, I think another thing, though, even if it's true, this $4,000 flat rate, um, she made it sound like she's that, um, Bayonetta's her character and like she, it, that's, she, like she was entitled with some, um, kind of rights to the character. That's mm -hmm. what I felt like in the video where I understand she bonded with the character. It's not her character. It's, no. it's Platinum's character. And she might have and created a voice. Yeah, I agree. I don't, yeah. I don't agree with her part of saying that uh that jennifer hale should not sign merchandise as bayonetta no she she's the voice of bayonetta in bayonetta 3. it's yeah so yeah a, a, a little bit it's like okay we we get it that you have some bond with this character but at the end of the day platinum gave you an offer you refused it so they went yeah. to someone else that's yeah. just the business and it is legal uh, yes it's, yeah it's all regardless legal. what they did was was legal mm -hmm. who knows so, if it was more but it was legal Go play Bayonetta 3, guys, and have fun. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm comes sure it'll be just as fine later. as Bayonetta 2. Does it come out next week? It comes out next week. I this, pretty soon. Like this upcoming week. Yeah, yeah, this upcoming week, I think, yeah. Um, Mario Party 1 and 2 are coming to Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack uh, on November 2nd. Um, we knew that they were coming uh, before the end of 22, although I'm a little bit surprised because I thought they would do one in November and one in December. Mm -hmm. um, but they're doing two in November, so that leaves December open. Um, so cool. who knows? I'm glad that we're getting both of them. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. One plus two. I maybe th they'll still be two separate games. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I want three. Three was my favorite. <laughs> I think that's yeah. coming out next year. Yeah, I think so. I think they did say 23. So either they moved it up. Or it could be Goldeneye that's coming in December because I think they didn't Goldeneye date that one. one. They didn't say 23 for that one. That's knows? true. They just announced it. So could be December. Could be. Um, the Super Mario Bros. movie gets a PG rating. That means mm. they legally get one F word usage. Which character is most really? likely to get that F word usage? Do you think, Eric? Probably Toad. I, I agree, Toad. Yeah. Although I, I could see Donkey Kong voice. with Seth Rogen using it. Oh, no. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being a blooper at the end. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so one F word, like, fully spelled out, like. Mm -hmm. oh, it okay, can still cool. G and you could use the F word. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. I don't think it'll be in the Mario movie, but it would be fun to imagine that. Why is it? Why one time? That That's such a weird rule. <laughs> With, if with you use that. it twice, it's no longer PG. <laughs> it's PG-13. Nice. Yep. Interesting. Uh, Digimon World Next Order is coming to the Nintendo Switch on April 22nd. Yay. More Digimon. I think it was just a random announcement that came out last week, so I just wanted to shout it out. I know. Did we know that this was coming and we just got the release date, or is this just announced for the Switch? Uh, this, this game came out on originally playstation vita it's on ps4 and then it just got announced coming to switch and oh, okay. steam okay. so it's kind of just a port over i'm just glad we're getting more digimon games on the switch i, heard, I know a lot of people are into it you know i heard that's a that series is actually pretty good mm -hmm. yeah 
Alan, Alan Wake Remastered, or should we say Demastered, is now out yeah. on Switch. How do you feel about that, Garrett? Don't play it. <laughs> don't, don't, do not get it on Switch. It looks terrible on Switch. That's a shame. Like polygons ripping and textures, like uh, I, I just abysmal performance issues with this one. And this one randomly came out. This was not announced. It just like dropped in the middle of the week. I was like, okay, they just dumped it and just went on their merry way to, to like another project because it looks bad. So don't don't get this one. Get on anything else. Anything yeah. else. Mm -hmm. Uh, and finally, Persona 5 Royal is looking fantastic on the Nintendo Switch. Play it now. Yes, this one is a fantastic port. It's like Persona 5 Strikers. And Did that come out this, this past week? A, yeah, it came out this past week. It came out Friday. So okay. get on Switch. It's, it looks gorgeous. And you can play in any other platform now. Persona 5 Royal, one of the best JRPGs ever made. Still got to play it, though. <laughs> no, what a year for for RPGs on Switch. It's oh my gosh, too much. Like I can't keep up. <laughs> You're not gonna get have, any like, RPGs for the next five years because they all came out this year. Pretty much, yeah. I, I'll be playing Persona Five Royal on Xbox. Uh, I need to get I need to get through the Royal version because I, I played the original one back in 2017. I need to play the Royal version of it, and I'm most likely on Xbox. So. Man, yeah, too many RPGs on Switch. It's crazy. It's a good year, good year. Um, that wraps up the news for this week. Uh, we have some additional questions directly from you. Uh, Delvin, to start us off, wants to know Steam Deck or whatever that nonsense Donnie is promoting. The what, Logitech G? Is that what it's called, the G? Yeah, the Logitech G unit or G, G cloud or G unit. G? Yeah. Why G what's G stand for? I gaming, I guess. I don't know. There's a G in the back of this handheld. Um, just quietly. I don't, Don is well, very excited well, about it. Yeah, I don't, no, don't want to rip it too hard because he's very, very excited. Well, yeah, he's very excited now. We'll see how he is in a month from now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Logitech always has this G symbol. With oh, okay. It, so that, yeah, I, have I think their that's their gaming lineup or whatever is oh. that G symbol. Okay. Um, is there I have branding? their webcam. It says Logi on it. L O G I. Oh, okay. Yeah. G. Yeah, the one. G is like kind of their gaming brand or whatever. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, 100% Steam Deck for me. But that's yeah. I think people know my reasons, and that's because I despise cloud gaming. Um, I I just never had good experience with it, and even if I have a good experience with it, I would have one or two rip and tears every 30 minutes and that completely like I, I it gets back into me it's like oh this is a cloud game not a native game i need to get out cloud um, gaming is only as good as your internet and if you don't have reliable internet it's no good i think it's getting better i i don't want to like harp on it too much i think there's certain services that do a better job i think what's really irks me about cloud gaming is the reliability of having good internet right. all the time right 24 right. 7 that's that's what you have to have i i can't do like it just that would mess me up so much i was like no i gotta with the switch sure and the steam deck you can take it with you i know you said that you play it a lot like on the bus you you, mm -hmm. you know you, you take it with you you can't do that with the logitech g well, you could. Um, there's like you can put emulation stuff and local stuff, and okay, it's but not a, not tablet. out of the box. Right. R yeah. Right. So yeah, I don't. Again, if you're into cloud gaming, this this is a cool thing you want to check out. But the price now it used to be so the pre-order bonus price was three hundred dollars. That's I that that's out of the question for me. It would be probably one fifty if I even give a mm -hmm. consideration. Oh my gosh, Frisk. <laughs> um, it's now 350 That's the price of a OLED switch. I just can't yeah. even, I can't even uh, compare that. Like, it's just definitely not for me. Um, Steam Deck. Now, I, I want to, you know, for the audience, I think the Steam Deck is not for like, 
the general audience. It is a, a certainly a handheld where you go into and you tinker with games. Mm-hmm. Most of the time out of the box, the games are good with Steam. Um, but there's some instances where you have to mess with the graphics or whatever. You got to be like more of a PC gamer with the Steam Deck. Right. Uh, whereas the Logitech G unit, it's pretty easy to get into. You get into your cloud gaming, you, you sign into your account, you go I right can see into the, appeal the of that. game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very easy to get into. It's very user friendly uh, in that sense. So if you just want a cloud gaming handheld unit, I would first think about getting a Kishi or an attachable controller with your phone or a tablet. That would be the first thing I would think, because that's $100 compared to $300. Um, the next thing I would think about is this unit, even though it's a little bit pricier. It is easy to get into. So there you go. But I'd get a switch, get a and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we have two questions about Taylor Swift and video games. Yeah. Um, I'll just read both, and we can kind of answer them together. G-Man wanted to sure. know, imagine if Taylor Swift was a video game character. What's the game she's in, and why would I buy it? Or why would any of us buy it? Um, and then Kyle wants to know, if Taylor Swift was in a video game, what kind of video game genre would she appear in? Would you rather see her as a protagonist or antagonist? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I don't know. What kind of video game character would she be? <laughs> I mean, I guess a rhythm game, right? Yeah, sure. Rock band, Taylor Swift edition. I would buy that. I would definitely buy that. That's what I want. I, I would buy it, too. I, I would go through all the Taylor Swift songs with, with the guitar. She has a huge library. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. She could have, like, volumes, like Taylor Swift, volume one, 2010 to 2013. This is her 10th album, by the way, her 10th studio album. And she has two re-recordings. Two re-recordings of albums? With additional songs, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's going after it. Um, Video game character. She's the most neutral character, I I would think. Like, I don't, like, I, I, from what I understand with Taylor, so she's, she's out there doing her songs or whatever, but she doesn't talk too much personally about opinions or lies right like i don't i don't see her in the public face too much right. other than her personal life is pretty private especially now mm-hmm. she you know kind of is keeping her relationship a little bit more um private secret um <laughs> she did speak out a little bit politically last election um for tennessee mm-hmm. politics for the tennessee senator um mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to try to get young people to go out and vote. But, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. Cool. Well, yeah. Sorry, guys. Taylor Swift in a video game character, probably the most neutral NPC, just singing songs. Yeah, I can yeah. see. Her, I, I, I just, yeah. Other than that, I, I don't know. I, she, she doesn't have too much of a personality face, too much on social media or anything like that. So. She would be an Easter egg in a video game because she puts out Easter eggs for all of her songs and secrets and hints and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. She would be a not even a protagonist or antagonist. She would be the NPC. She would be in it like yeah, this whatever. I like it. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, Adam says, I put Nintendo Shack podcast in an AI image generator, and this is what came back. Do whatever you wish with this. I haven't seen this. Do you have a copy of it, Garrett? I do. Hold on. It is. It, it creeps these, me out. Actually. These AI generators are getting very popular. Oh, I, I've been digging into like uh, how these art is generated and what models they use, and it's. It's creeping me out, actually. <laughs> like how much it, they're doesn't it take it from learning. like different resources? Like it learns over time based on different like yeah. keywords and resources, like other other people's art. Yeah. No. Yeah. They take an, It takes in everything. So, what and, does Nintendo tries- Shack podcast look like? So what does a computer think it looks like? Oh my gosh, it's so weird. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad it was Mario's laugh. face in a circle. It's kind of Mario, sort of. It's like a very. It's kind of Mario, but has a beard. I don't know what's going on with the beard. And know. it's not Shaq, Shaq. It's Stack. 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 And I wonder why it has Stack 
and then it has a little dot at the top right. I don't know why. Um, I don't know either. That's so funny. Oh, it's probably like a little TM logo or something. Yeah, like I was trying company. to like mark it as like, hey, this is like a corporation of some kind. I think the shack brought out the beard. It's like, okay, Mario <laughs> in kind of a shack form. What does he look like? He's got a little bit of a beard. I just That's funny. I think the eyes are creepy. I think the black Mario hat is creepy. I I I'm not I'm not down with this AI art. I think we need to take them down. <laughs> It's it's like uh, getting really really accurate in, in certain yeah um, it, it is kind of scary yeah. for the future like I feel like it's one of those things that can be used for good but it could also be used for not so good. Well, we're getting to the point where AI art is actually on a competitive level with artists. Um, there, I think they revealed one article like this: this generated AI art won an art competition compared to like the rest that's, of like the artists that entered this wrong. online competition. That is wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. So um, it's I mean, and even a year ago, it didn't have this type of models, but like people feed. So the, the issue is people keep feeding in mm -hmm. all the prompts and simulations mm -hmm. into these models. Of course, they're going to learn off of that and mm -hmm. then just reiterate and learn and learn and learn and to the point where this is where we at right now. You can put in a prompt and it will give you pretty accurate depictions and it's just scary. generate an image. Yeah, it's scary. So. Mm -hmm. Anyways, well, that's our mascot in in the um, oh my God, AI it art should be, universe. It should be our mascot, a very creepy version of Mario. Mm -hmm. So anyways, well, Garrett, the Phillies are two outs away from going to the World Series. I that's may good. or may not have been glancing at the the scoreboard of course no game. no it makes sense. this entire yeah. this entire podcast um but yeah we'll we'll be back our normal time next week hopefully my yeah. computer issues are fixed i'm gonna like do a little bit of some stress tests on my computer and see if i can still replicate it after the fixes cool. i've tried we'll see, we'll see. Uh, i'm praying for you hopefully it's thank just you. an easy fix for you so thank you thank you yeah. Um, so yeah, next week we will uh, we'll be able to talk about Bayonetta if it's uh, yeah, going to score release. well or not. We'll be um, yeah. on its release day, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. And uh, Pokemon's coming up close, mm -hmm. and now we're getting into the holiday season, which is good. Oh, I'm so excited! There's going to be so many exciting things over the next few weeks. It's going to be good. Oh, really? Nice. Good, 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 good. I'm just ready for my pumpkin spice lattes. You know, yeah. I'm ready for that. Heck I already yeah. see it at Starbucks. So, yes. anyways. All right. That's going to do it, Koopalings. See you next time. Bye bye.